Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. I think you're really going to like what we're putting on today. Click, click, clack, 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 click, clack, clack. Whoosh. Whoosh. Wee. That's nice. <laughs> Maybe you're just driving or sitting down and relaxing. I don't know. Maybe you're doing something strenuous like lifting dirt, dropping down a tree. But no matter what you're doing, we're here for you. No World Pictures Podcast. Enjoy. Music! <laughs> what happened? Did you say anything? Are you going to do the intro? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I want shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no shrimp. I want shrimp. (sighs) And Erica. I was going to say that exact same thing. I love it. I was so prepared to be like, I want shrimp. I want the shrimp. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder on that one. No, love it. I love it. And welcome to Sextember. That's right. Last month was August, which Mark programmed for us. And now Erica, the keeper of the titty tally, has picked out (laughs) some movies that really turn up the sex. Because there's nothing sexier than talking about sexy movies with your wife and brother. It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial film in hindsight. (laughs) But that's why this month we're going to have a ton of great guests, some returning guests, and some uh, that that are going to be joining us for a bunch of these movies. Though this movie is just going to be the three of us. So I hope we we can get comfortable with each other to talk about 1974's (laughs) Candy Stripe Nurses. Welcome to Oakwood Hospital where pleasure is the best medicine. Oh! 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 Keep abreast of the medical world with the Candy Stripe Nurses. Playing doctor was never so stimulating. Well, it helps if you know the right people. All I can say is, it's nice to see that young people today still want to do their part for humanity. Talk to your patients. Try to cheer them up. Sheets or on the streets. They're <laughs> volunteers for oh, action. Oh, I like that. Candy striped nurses. When we get a physical, we really get physical. Can you direct me to the Arnhold Research Institute for Reproductive and Non Procreative Function? Huh? Oh, you mean the sex clinic? You gotta know how to do it. <laughs> Okay, mister. You wanted to do it? Let's do it. Oh, okay. Only one thing. This better be good. Do you sleep with every guard that asks you? That scene does not turn out the way that it sounds there. No. Look, this clinic deals specifically in sexual problems. What's the matter? Having trouble? Isn't it true that you have a machine that does it? No, no, that's another place. Are you serious? With a duck? Three ducks? No way, baby. Yeah, but how do you... You just can't say no! 
No. Is this, is this a trailer, or is it what just... What are you doing? Look, both know why you came here. Don't be ridiculous. Let's face it, kiddo. You're all alike. Fast, fast, fast relief. Take the candy stripe nurses and go straight to bed. The New World Pictures, rated R. That's right, 1974's Candy Stripe Nurses brought to you by Yellow Juice. (laughs) It's tough to be in the hospital after being caught in the crossfire between thieves and a racist gas station owner. But luckily, there's Yellow Juice used by hospitals everywhere. The next time you get injured, cheer up. A cup of Yellow Juice is on the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> written and directed by this is written directed by alan holib in his directorial debut holib was discovered by producer julie corman from his ucla student film called heavenly stars which got a good amount of attention at the time even got written up in the la times Ooh. uh corman had uh julie corman that is had produced the past three nurses movies and was looking to make this one a little bit more fun she wanted this to be a little funnier and a little bit more this fun. one's the funnier one yes yeah so in true NWPP fashion, we are starting at the end of this franchise by starting with the Candy Stripe wow. Nurses. Wow. The final Nurses movie, uh, we will we will get back to the other Nurses movies. Uh, this is the probably the biggest franchise, certainly the longest franchise in New World Pictures history, but uh, of the Corman era, the Roger Corman era. Are they this all is certainly the biggest one? Between the sheets and on the streets? I mean, they all have that kind of marketing behind them. Of course, they're Mm -hmm. not sequels per se. They're spiritual sequels. They're always new characters. They're not going to be the same characters. But so (laughs) she was looking to make this a little bit more fun. And so she brought in Holub, who doesn't direct anything else for another 10 years until School Spirit, which we covered last Mm -hmm. month. We did. We did. And then he also directs. 1985's Wizard of the Lost Kingdom, again for Roger Corman, which I believe he was removed from that during production. So he's actually uncredited or he's listed as uncredited on IMDb. I think he was removed from that one or fired something. I couldn't get confirmation of what happened. But either way, that's his whole filmography. We've watched it in about a month. Hmm. So that is all for Alan Holub. He goes on to be a uh, art dealer. Okay. Um, and uh, as you do, as you do, why candy stripe nurses as the final nurses film? Here's what Holub told femme fatale magazine. He said, um, and this will sound familiar to you guys. He says, quote, I found out they had taken a poll at a local high school. They sent someone out with a list of 30 or so titles and candy stripe nurses got the most votes. That's how they decided to make the picture. <laughs> then we had to come up with a storyline. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like I said, this is produced by Julie Corman, who was at this point going and finding a lot of people from film schools. And that's how she was bringing a lot of people in or they were friends or they were recommended by friends. So that's how she brings in Alan Holzman, who we've talked to about this movie. So look back and uh, check out our interviews with Alan Holzman. You can hear him talk about Candy Stripe Nurses. Um, But he had a friend who basically knew Julie Corman and she didn't have time to do this. So she brought in Alan, who was still going to film school at the time at AFI. Um, But that's how he gets involved with New World is through this movie. Uh, Also doing second unit was Barbara Peters, 
who also wrote and directed Summer School Teachers, which was released by New World the same year. Peters, who would uh, go on to eventually break up with uh, Roger Corman and New World after Humanoids from the Deep, um, she was still pretty positive about working with Roger Corman. So she even tells uh, the Los Angeles Times, which I think this is like from 19, this is from 1979. So this is a little bit after this movie, but she's still very pro Roger Corman because she tells the, New- the Los Angeles Times, as long as you open big and close big and try to resolve three stories in the end, Roger lets you do what you want. Just be sure to you put in either a sex scene or an action sequence every 15 minutes. Okay. This movie checks all those boxes. Mm-hmm. Which totally is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though when Roger Corman tried to do that for Humanoids from the Deep, she did not like the way he he did that. So who knows? But she but was that still movie feeling was good shot about it to be time. a totally different movie. And then he yes. was trying to change yes. it. That, and he that's turned it into, uh, yeah, a, a, a booby movie. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. A, a booby movie. <laughs> a titty flick. <laughs> Here's where you can watch Candy Stripe Nurses. It is on Pluto. It is on Shout TV. I did see it also on YouTube. Uh, we watched the Shout Factory Nurses Collection DVD which has four of the five Nurses films on it. Mm. Mark, where did you watch this? On Prime, you know, just... It's on Prime, okay. Yeah, it's on Prime. Okay, I did not notice it was on Prime, okay. It's time to talk about what this movie is about. Let's go around and find out what is Candy Stripe Nurses about, Mark? Private Eye Marissa Valdez travels (laughs) all over the San Fernando Valley. (laughs) Yes, she does. Fighting crimes and fighting wrongs. At least when she isn't dealing with the doctors at a posh Burbank hospital. Sandy and Diane, buddies from Marissa's days as a candy stripe nurse, help her out with cases. She also resides in the guest house of a 200-acre beachfront estate called Robin's Nest at the invitation of its owner, the celebrated author, Robin Masters. (laughs) (laughs) Marissa P.I., (laughs) <laughs> there it is. There it is. The other name. The other there it name. is. Walking boulevards and dealing playing cards. That's Ooh. Marissa Allen. Woo! <laughs> what is uh what is this movie about, Erica? To me, I was like, this movie is just about like you could be any age and I guess get away with playing high school or college age basketball. Mm-hmm. Like it really welcomes <laughs> it really welcomes any age to mm-hmm. it. Um, high school, college age, middle age, you're just available around in the general area. It seemed that there were truly no limits. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's what I learned. Also super easy to just hang out after school and just make love (laughs) in any area that you want. Just very highly unsupervised, I guess, back then. I guess Mm. it was just a little easier to sneak away and get it on and nobody was going to come in to well, he had special out. he had special Work. privileges, and that is a college. So he had special privileges. All yes. right, yes. And she you was might... a high school student. Right? She was in high school. He was in college. Okay, so that was unclear to me. So she's the high school student. He is in college. Yeah. But again, it's a college campus, so nobody's going to come in and need those rings or those mats to do a little stretch. Mm. That bar. I'm teasing out my favorite scene. But, Ooh. You know, Ooh, favorite. Think, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. They really put they put the G in gymnasium with that one. Ooh, didn't they? Mm. The G mm-hmm. spot in G, G spotnasium. Yes. Uh, Yikes. Just let that go. Mm. Well, let you that had go. to go for it. You had yeah, to go for I it. Had to. This Walking is, this alleys and finger banging pallies. Oh! <laughs> oh my. 
It's September, everybody. Uh, for me, Ryan, you were worried that we might not get comfortable early. Yep, we did. We got fine. comfy. I we got real good. comfy. I think we. Uh, yep. Got real comfy. 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 <laughs> we're getting really comfy. Oh, uh, for me, this movie is about three high school girls who run a vintage ice cream parlor <laughs> and are also allowed to volunteer at a hospital. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> they, they get off their work, get off their shifted ferals and run over That's to the right. hospital. Because <laughs> those outfits, those candy striped nurses' outfits were just like they just reminded me of old ice cream parlors, particularly oh, totally. ferals that we grew up with in San Diego. <laughs> but but yeah, and though candy striped nurses are a real thing, we yes, you should say the, yeah. it, it, it did stop, I think, around the 90s, but from the 50s to the 90s, it was a real thing. They're just wow. called hospital volunteers now, but oh, that's way less fun. <laughs> Yeah. Boo. Boo. No wonder you can't get anybody to volunteer these days. If- they still dress like they work at a, at a Swenson's, though. They, yes, so they still- definitely do. They do. <laughs> that they well, I don't drop. know if they still use those outfits. I, I, that's what I don't know. I will admit, Candy Striper was unfamiliar to me. That was a new. That was a new I terminology. something new. That yeah, was a new term sure. to me. I didn't know. I mean, obviously from the box and, and the title is Candy Stripe. Yeah, it, it didn't throw until, you yeah, that I... I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I wasn't... You didn't understand the that. significance of what a Candy Stripe yeah. was. Yeah, I was um, like, did they just hand out candy at the, end right. the hospital? I don't it's know. It's named after the, the, the pattern. I guess the pattern that they oh, made those uniforms out of was white. called Candy Stripe. So that's yeah. why they're called Candy Stripe Nurses. Um, here's the Letterbox synopsis. We are on Letterbox. If uh, you can, follow us there. Young sexy nurses and their hospital adventures free loving sandy tries to cure a rock star of his sexual problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uptight diane has an affair with a druggy star college basketball player i'm not sure he's the star no i'm no. not sure she's uptight <laughs> they yeah. try to make her uptight in the very first scene because she's like in that like because she's doing outfit ballerina outfits in the parking lot and she's reading <laughs> right. right. And she's reading a book about like ancient civilization. And so like they're like, okay, she's, you know, she's the nerdy girl. And she just turns down a guy who comes up and offers free uh, like free a ticket tickets to, to a like, concert. But like literally everyone. She's watched him like bounce from person right, to right, person right, and be like, You right. wanna go? I got these concert tickets. So that like, seemed more like tight. for that dude though. That seemed more for like she was saying no to that dude. Yeah. Which I makes kind sense. of thought he would play more of a part in this movie. He doesn't come back. <laughs> he doesn't come back. He gets to, does he ever make the concert? We don't know. It doesn't does, matter. He, does he go with anyone? Don't know. Yeah. And he yep. should have asked the girl next to her because she's like, I would have gone. Another girl who also doesn't ever play another part. <laughs> that is that. She is done. Done. Um, and they are really trying to show off her boobs under her shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As they always do. As they always do here at New World Pictures, Mark. They're really working those boobs under the shirt. Um, the uh, druggy college basketball player, all while trying to expose another doctor's malpractice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I another guess. doctor's malpractice? Yeah. The college doctor, the doctor for the team. Who's the team giving doctor. amphetamines oh. to everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there she's, I get. I don't think she knew about that, though, till the absolute end. But of the wait, film. was it the team doctor that was doing it or was he the coach and manager no there's a different guy that's the coach and this guy's the the because the team doctor has gray hair and the and the coach has uh dark hair but the coach the guy so that the doctor comes the in and, and and he takes his own blood to fill oh in as a right 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 got it oh, yeah. yeah 
and juvenile delinquent Marissa. I got everyone confused because they all have that. All the guys, all the middle aged guys, have that real seventies oh. look. And they yeah. are like, exactly I don't know, the same. yeah, right, face blind. Yeah, to those oh, guys. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 honestly, if you told me right now, you were like, hey, uh, fun fact: the college basketball coach was played by the same guy who played Owen Bowles as manager. I would be like, no shit. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I would be like, I would be like, okay, oh, I, I didn't notice, but cool. I also wouldn't. Sounds have good. Yeah, I would. I did not. Did not. Neither one of them. The only, seeped per, in long the only enough. thing I noticed was Dick Miller in the audience. <laughs> right, right. How could you avoid it? <laughs> what a treat that was. Oh, well, you, they had to. They always uh, get uh, Dick Miller's. That's in all the, the fourth movies, rule so. of these movies. Is yeah, the fourth rule. You got to get a rule. You got to get a role for Dick Miller. You bet. <laughs> Juvenile delinquent Marissa has an affair with an accused man in turn also trying to prove his innocence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally speaking, that's a pretty darn good synopsis. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good job, job Letterbox. Letterbox? I, yeah, they did a good know. job. That every is so it. Often, huh. Every so but often. But if, if you're expecting this to be a thriller like IMDb says it is, it's not. If you're expecting it to be hmm. a comedy, like IMDb says, it's not. It well, it's, it's it's funny. It's closer to comedy than a thriller. Swimming in pools and sucking off jewels. Wow, <laughs> what? Where is going are you just, on? Did you just have these? Are you ready all right? To go? Did you just have these locked and loaded? <laughs> I just keep thinking of different ones as we're talking. <laughs> Well, keep spinning out. Because that is September. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Anything goes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. Uh, did, did you write for New World's marketing <laughs> department at some point? <laughs> I'm applying right now. Okay. It's, I might, might be well. a little bit it's late. A, you might be a little but... late. So let's see. That's, <laughs> see. That phone number might work. Who knows? <laughs> there are rules for nurses' movies. Um, and since this is our first, I thought I'd just mention what Alan Holub had to what he was told, um, as he relays on the uh, DVD featurette, he says that he was told he needed to have three separate storylines. Mm-hmm. Check. He had to have a streaking scene. Check. And for reasons that he did not understand, he had to have a sex clinic in the movie. Check. Also check. And it also so makes no he, sense. He did that. Uh, as we've mentioned, here's our three separate storylines as we've already gone through with the letterbox synopsis. We have Marissa. She's played by Maria Rojo. I have no idea how Maria got cast in this movie. And if she is indeed the person that is uh, listed as Maria Rojo on IMDb <laughs> that is credited for this movie, she's a, just a Mexican actress, uh, and this is her only English role. Okay. Um, but this would also mean, looking at that actress on IMDb, that she's also at least 10 years older than the other two leads. Right, right. Which doesn't seem to track for me and i feel like perhaps this is just another maria rojo but the act this maria rojo the one in candy stripe nurses just never really got a proper imdb page mm. and she probably i don't know because do much I, else i looked her up too and the pictures of her in, on imdb look like an older version of her S- sort of yeah but she has this mole on her chin that is not present in the younger in in, in the movie but yeah i okay I, Okay. I don't know. I, I will I, say, I regardless of which Rojo this is, she's doing the best job, in my opinion. I mean, she is she is trying to turn this into a real uh, career opportunity for herself. She's really trying to make the most out of this character. I yeah, I did. Well, I actually think all three leads are actually pretty. Oh, they're all good. I just think she's got the most dramatic of the roles, for sure. and she's for really sure. going for it. 
She definitely has to have like the yeah, she has to do the most drama of of all the three leads for sure. It's interesting though when we start with her on uh at the school, she's whittling. What is she yeah. whittling? <laughs> I don't even She's know. whittling like a I, white piece of wood and she's making I'm like, is that it looks like a bedpost she's making? Yeah. It's like like the end of a bedpost. Yeah. Like the, the, the like the top the you top would still have to part. wood glue that on to a <laughs> right. I don't know what she's right. whittling. I don't know. It's very she, weird. It that, also could be Yeah, it's an odd. Could also be she's just bad at whittling. <laughs> no, Mark. I refuse to accept that. <laughs> I will not believe that. <laughs> she's made to be a candy striper because she has this knife at school. She is busted and then the so, so much for this volunteer program. <laughs> it's a volunteer program to be a candy stripe nurse or you're forced to. By and you, and you still don't get paid. Yeah. Either way, it's an unpaid position. Mm-hmm. The uh, As we mentioned, also Sandy. Sandy is uh, played by Candace Ralson. She's the blonde of this. And supposedly um, the blondes are supposed to be the comedic plot. Um, Jonathan Kaplan, who had directed Night Call Nurses, he mentions in um, Roger Corman's New World Pictures, an oral, an oral history, volume one, he says that um, Roger sat him down and told him that uh, a blonde, blue-eyed, fair young woman would be the comedic subplot of the movie. Then we have a brunette, and that'll be the action kinky subplot. Mm-hmm. And then we have a person of color. That's our socially conscious political subplot. So that's how Roger broke down these nurses movies and how they had the three different women uh subplots which mostly tracks for this yeah Yeah. this one is a little bit different in that it's not um the person of color is not an african-american it's a latina and that Mm -hmm. was a real shift for the movie in fact in another featurette um julie corman talks about the fact that in the other previous movies they had an african-american woman and they had their distributors in the south go what are you doing i can't sell a movie with a black woman and then by the time they got to Candy Stripe nurses, nurses, they said, where's the black woman? I can't sell a movie with a Latina woman. So. so. Just never satisfied. Just <laughs> never, never satisfied. satisfied. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Candace is playing the comedic role, mm-hmm. um, I guess, which makes sense that then Diane is the brunette, sort of. She's sort of a brunette. She's kind of sandy and blonde or it's it's still a little blondish but and she is played by robin mattson who started out in exploitation films like this and returned to macon county and the reb brown captain america movie from 1979 and then settles into a career as a soap opera actress oh okay appeared on guiding light general hospital and new world television santa barbara from 1985 to 1993 oof Ooh. Good long run, Ooh. but that is really where she has done a Wait, lot of TV movies. New World Santa Barbara, New World Television Santa Barbara. They took over Santa Barbara and oh. made that theirs. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I am transcending right now because <laughs> I am elated that this exists that we will maybe well we will eventually talk about santa barbara at some point. so is that oh. where we have to commit an entire year to just every episode just of talking. santa barbara <laughs> just we just have to have every other episode as an episode of santa barbara <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> oh boy. Oh, what if I just take a sub a, a Santa Barbara sabbatical and I just mm. like like lock myself away and just watch them all. Just mo- I thought you were gonna back. move to Santa Barbara. I'm gonna move, <gasps> to, Santa move Barbara to Santa Barbara to watch Santa Barbara. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> Guys, I need to take a sabbatical in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> We will be far from done, so that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but I was way into this movie. About 15 minutes in, I, ch- I was like, okay, we've had a gas station robbery uh-huh. and a shooting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we have Whittling. a young Bill Walton-looking guy going nuts in a hospital room. Yep. Yeah. Sandy's already had sex with two different dudes. Like, yep. This this feels like a lot's happening. Yeah. So Right. I was like, well, this is at least isn't going to be this isn't going to be boring. And I don't think it is. I think it really goes no. by very quickly. I think it, it's a short running time and Agreed. I think it really clips along. Agree. I think that there is a segment there uh-oh. when. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Uh oh. Hello. Is this. Are we transitioning into things we loved and things we hated? All right, we're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Candy Stripe Nurses. Mark, what's something you loved? Something that I loved. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I loved the Dr. Kramer character, who is the sex doctor. Oh, okay. uh, Because um, he he just has a nice disposition. He's not – he could have been really ridiculous and over the top and played it like – kind of like a crazy doctor but he doesn't he he's plays very much it pretty, a straight man he this, plays it very sure. straight and he's part of he's he's part he's in my favorite scene so i just liked that they he could have gotten really hammy and he doesn't he plays it very mm-hmm. straight which i think makes it funnier because okay. it allows everyone else around him to be the the punchline and not him Erica, thanks for asking, Ryan. Guys, girls, there's a lot of boobies in this movie. A lot of <laughs> there, boobies right away. Lot. Right away. The opening, I was hooked. It starts with the. It starts with a cartoon. You're mm-hmm. kind of going through the hospital, and it's like yep. a door opens, or you pan over to a window, and you can see like somebody's boobies hanging out, and they're like, yeah, the there. cartoon is the first boobie yeah, that you see. The cartoon's the first boobies. It's the first. It's the first titty but tally. Not the last. Yeah, no, definitely not the last. And it kind of takes you through the hospital and sets the stage of like, ooh, there's going to be like little, you know. It's telling you it's, hospitals are sexy. That's right. Like little sexy stuff happening at this little hospital. So loved that. That I was right away like, oh, God, even if the rest of this, whatever it is, 90 minutes, it feels like nothing at all. 80 minutes, 70 minutes, felt it was over in a flash. It was like this opening chef's kiss. It was great. <laughs> um, 77 minutes. 77 breezes breezes by it is very very yeah breezes so short love that love the opening i think ryan correct me if i'm wrong but i think this is the first nurses movie that i've seen this is the first nurses movie we may have all seen i don't think i've seen i haven't seen the others this is the first for me yeah yeah and i really enjoyed it i like Kind of I've been three. holding off on these. I, I I'd seen this before because I did watch it before we talked to Alan Holzman. To Alan, but yeah. uh, but I, again, this is the only nurses movie I've seen, mm-hmm. and so yeah. And Alan talking to us about the song, yes. that's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. I'll have to like 
<laughs> I remember thinking at the time when he said it, like, oh, I'll have to really listen for that song. And don't worry, that song plays constantly. It plays <laughs> a lot. It throughout plays throughout a lot. the entire movie. So I was like, oh, you it won't is miss it. Probably without a doubt going to be in our worldies at the end of the year. Oh, where come we, on. It's uh, gotta be. Gotta be up there for best song. It's yeah, for be. sure. Yeah. Without a that doubt. That song is great. so many times i then today was to myself just singing like an acoustic sort of sad version of it to myself and i was like doctor don't you tell me the news i said doctor i just like it's so now like ingrained in my memory that i was like just singing it to myself like different versions of it and i was like we have to make the different versions of this song we have to make like the sad acoustic version we have to make like i don't know <laughs> the ska version we have ska to make version, like yeah. heavy, <laughs> the heavy metal version yeah heavy metal version like it just made me think like i was like yeah. oh i want to cover this song yeah 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 in all the different formats we so gotta like do the like whole- the what's the uh the don't worry be happy version of it yeah the bobby mcferrin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just all acapella. Yes. Mouth, yes. mouth, mouth uh, instruments. <laughs> yeah, it's written. It's done, the music is done by Thompson and Tabor, who honestly don't do anything else uh, like in terms of scores. Don't need to. They're, they nailed it. They nailed it on this one. Uh, Thompson, uh, this is his only credit. Uh, Tabor is like an actor producer, uh, and, but he's like, and he's like on the East Coast, and it's his whole. Uh, his whole uh, biography is all about like him working with the East coast artists or whatever, but it's nothing about music, none of this stuff. So I don't know how they just had this music. I don't know. They had this, this, this is all they had in them. They were like, this is it. We did it all. We have nothing else to say musically. This is it. Well, I mean, when you start to write that next song and you're like, still not as good. So you're starting yeah, to write another still, one. You're like, we'll still never, not as good. Yeah. You're like, well, still not as good as Kansas I think that's as good as we're ever going to get. It is. So. It is catchy. I'll hand it to him. It is. Absolutely. Catchy. Ryan, thing you loved? Um, I did love a song too. Um, but I also have to say I really did like Robin Matson. So we all I think you just you you look at this movie and you find the person that speaks most to you. Which nurse is your nurse? <laughs> and uh, Mark clearly was like Marissa. She's out there solving crimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The police apparently are like this racist guy who owns a gas station. It's like that guy is also part of the gang that tried to rob me, even though he never did anything to try to rob me. But he ran and he got shot by me. So I guess I got him. Right. So and the police are like, open and shut. We're good. And so <laughs> only Marissa is the one out there trying to crack the case and mm-hmm. by visiting Every uh, every every paint and auto body shop, every and auto body shop, shop in L.A. Yeah, which if you've if you've ever spent any time in Los Angeles, she could have spent thirty seven hours just doing that and would right. only have cracked a two mile radius. Yeah, you you really have to. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. 
Um, by the way, Mark, when she tries to get, she almost gets scammed at that one auto yeah. body shop for her uh, her gasket. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, the head gasket. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think, like, how many times have I been, uh, have I have I fallen for that? It made me think, 100 bucks for a head gasket. Damn. Prices have changed. <laughs> I was like, you take it, it for 50 take bucks. it. That's a deal. Take it. <laughs> just take it just to get a new one. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, but I liked Robin Matson. Um, she, what was her movie? What was the movie she was making where know. she's filming basketball players that she thinks are like dancers? You know what? I just, I rem- don't, what, we what never, was that? we never got to see where no, that we was never going. See it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. She had, she was apparently also uh, a dancer. She yeah. was wanting to be a doctor. She makes a sixteen or eight millimeter films. Like I, I don't. She's really into into community theater. Yeah. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You know how much like I when I saw this the second time I was like that's my favorite scene. It's got to be. But it's so short. It is. But it man, needed to did go I love a little that longer. Section. Really, their whole dating section is also such mm-hmm. a joy. We're like. Oh. They do a couple things. They hang out on the beach. Yep. They go see a weird interpretive dance show. Mm-hmm. But the, hold on, back up. They go to the beach. They go to the beach, and at first they're watching hang gliders. Right. Who yes, are right. not? They're not flying. Flying. They're like using hang gliders as a elevator down to yep. the beach. Right. Yep. Like, yep. Yep. Pull up, guys. Pull up. You can fly. No, just want to go straight down. I just want to go straight down. You know what's romantic? Failed hang gliding. <laughs> I mean, you no want to go down hurt. to the beach and watch these guys hang glide for like a short distance? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah. I'm there. Let's go. But for me, you need to go see this interpretive dance. Yeah. Uh, which they leave early from so they can watch these guys mm-hmm. hang glide for a very short period yeah. of time. That the whole section was just really, you know, amazing. I I, I enjoyed Robin Matson's story. Um, her mom apparently very cool with her. Just, oh, don't go out at night. So stay at this strange guy's dorm room or whatever. This college guy who's dating a high school girl. Who I think had the same sheets that our sister had on her bed when we were growing up. <laughs> yes. Just going to point yeah. that out. Yeah. Comfortable. <laughs> September. September. Comfortable. It's getting cozy in here. We are comfortable. <laughs> except for Ryan, who's never been more uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, uh, so I enjoyed her story. She also does, in the end, a little detective work, but she's mm-hmm. certainly not the detective that Marissa is. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it, and I thought she did a good job. But again, I think all three of them do a great job, but I really enjoyed Robin Matson in this. I want to stay on this note for just one more minute. Great. And get your guys' opinions on when do you think she fell for him? Was it when he oh, was having his psychotic episode in the hospital? Mm. Was it when he was playing shirtless b-ball amongst much older men who were supposed to be college students? <laughs> when did she fall for him? Um, I feel like it was right away, like when he lunged at her from the hospital room mm-hmm. because she was like, that's dangerous and yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. That's my guess. Okay. All right. I'm thinking when she was video, when she was, not videotaping, like filming him play yeah. shirts and skins 
basketball in mm -hmm. the. I think that uh, cemented it, but I that, think there was already a, quite the curiosity at that point. Uh, yeah, I guess when she was talking with him about whether he saw basketball as a form of dance. Mm -hmm. Right. That was and when he she lied was like, to get in her pants. Yeah. Is basketball dance? <laughs> I want to get in them pants. Yance yes, it is. <laughs> September, September, we are comfortable. <laughs> it's never been more uncomfortable. <laughs> A similar question is when does Marissa then fall for Carlos? Mm. Because she has mm -hmm. a, a sequence where she falls for Carlos and oh, then right has at the a beginning. sexy dream. I would about say him. immediately. Carlos immediately. Is when he's when he asked for the massage, she's down. Yeah. She's down she to ground. Like, oh. She was Yeah. Yeah. She I do think she's into him instantly. And has this she as she's driving at night, she has this little sexy yeah. dream about him. Yep. Yeah. By the way, I saw Carlos and it was like, I've seen this guy in something, right? I had that real had that feeling. Yeah. There's a bunch of people in this movie that you kind of feel like, I've seen this guy. Like right. um, but I looked up Carlos. No. This is about no. it. No. He's <laughs> played by an actor named Roger Cruz, and I was like, nah, this is basically it. He <laughs> does a couple other things, but this yeah, is amazing. Well, this is eh, so nope. Nope. Didn't, you didn't. Don't you know didn't. Him. But don't know. Him. Oh well. Uh when <laughs> we do know for sure, without a doubt, when um Sandy falls for Wally, the doctor, which is at the end of the movie when she's just like, well, I guess you're still around. Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody to do my homework and you're right. a doctor. Yeah. I so. tried to move on from you, but that, you know, Owen Bowles wasn't really, that was a little too weird. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah. Does that count for falling for when you just are like, well, I guess you're still around. As much as Sandy can fall <laughs> for anyone. Don't answer this, Ryan. <laughs> well, <laughs> next question. Next question. Well, you're talking about the foundation of our marriage for years? <laughs> I don't know. You're here. Ah. Uh, I mean, you might as well just stick it out. No, but I mean, I don't think Sandy falls for anyone. She doesn't fall for anyone. No. She's, she's clearly not into like mm -hmm. any single person, but the the best you can get from her is at the end of the movie. She's like, yeah, well, I'll go with I'll I'll hang out with you again in the linen closet. What the heck? Yeah. Also, when she is going to see Owen Bowles and the doctor is in the parking lot, why is he dismantling his motorcycle? Good, great. I was going to ask you that. Final know. questions. I don't know, dude. I, I have like, what no is he idea. Doing? And what is the actual temperature in that parking lot. Cause she's in a sundress, but uh -huh. then Diane goes riding by and she's on like, she's got a winter coat and a ski cap on. Yeah. 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 Which she wore also to the beach. So yeah, she's she chilly. She beach. gets chilly fast. Mm -hmm. Either that, or, or she's just trying to, <laughs> yeah, or, that's right. Or she's really, she has medical issues. Extra, she shouldn't she be. To sweat out a couple extra pounds. She's be trying to become a doctor so she can so she can cure herself. Yeah. She's, she she's has trying a lot to, of issues. She's trying to Martin Lawrence herself and get a little extra pounds <laughs> off during that bike ride. <laughs> what what is this reference? Martin Lawrence. He was trying to lose weight and he so he put it he like wore like a like a non-breathable like sweatsuit and went running, and that's when he had like a stroke and almost died. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Because he basically gave himself heat stroke trying to lose weight for Bad Boys Two. Oh no. Mm. Or was oh, it three? Martin. One of them. Yeah. I yeah. should know. I mean, your Martin Lawrence <laughs> newsletter. I need to start 
subscribing. <laughs> We're busted. We clearly haven't read it. I, obviously, busted. it keeps going into spam. I know this oh. is a problem. <laughs> So sorry. I mean, this is years now. We apparently haven't been reading it. You probably outlined all of this. And that we was, just missed it. I mean, that I wrote that on Netscape Navigator. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so long ago. Oh my gosh! Check your Yahoo account. I I still have this AOL disk. I don't know what to do with it. I haven't. I'm still still catching up. All right, let's switch to things we hated. Mark, what is what is something you hated? The only thing I really hated is it took Marissa a long it was there was a long time of going from shop to shop to shop to shop to yeah. shop. Yep. And that was just sort of the middle ground of the movie where I was like, this movie, as we've clearly established, breezes along. There's it, there's it very does, little for fat. Sure. Yeah, for sure. But that's just one part that it's kind of you go back to her story and now she's at another auto body shop and now she's over at the grocery store trying to find this person and now she's over and it's just mm-hmm. kind of like okay mm-hmm. let we probably could have cut one or two stops and got to the point faster well the, when she's at the grocery store that's when the guy the actual one of the actual robbers right has caught wind and now he's he's following her but before that she's been to a repair shop and an auto body shop and right. just, it just right. felt like let's get to it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and that's a small gripe quite frankly. Sure. Because sure. it's maybe seven and a half minutes of the movie. But sure. it was the part that I was like, ah, this could have sped along a little faster. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, Erica, what is something that you hated? Same. I thought that was a little, it could have, because the rest of the movie is so like, kind of crisp and kind of fast, mm-hmm. that did feel like, oh, are we just trying to add time here by putting a few more locations? Yeah. Um. I have to admit, I was just sad that we didn't get to see more of Owen Bowles' agent because you guys know I love a good agent. <laughs> you love a good agent character. Yeah. And... Your agent characters are my um, nameless bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Movies, you know. Yes. My talent agents are your nameless bureaucrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, that's what I hated. I, I hated that we didn't get to see more of him. Sure. I was sad. I was I I thought there was going to be more of a running gag with the sex clinic too because they make such a yeah point yeah to have that couple come in and it's a very like like is nebushy the right word sure like he has like sure. glasses and like a silly yeah. hat he's a real he very like yeah yeah he sure. looks very silly and he's like oh um like where's the this clinic and his wife is like for some reason in a fur coat but also yeah. like very shy looking it was odd so I thought there was going to be more of that like sort of this running gag of different couples that are coming in for the sex clinic and there wasn't there it was, was only just it's just scene. a matter just to have her meet owen bowles and then you yeah know, that was so, it that's all that was really about like similar um, to mark that's nitpicky but i thought that that was setting up like what would be a running joke throughout and so i was just disappointed when it wasn't yeah but the wife, agree. by the way uh, of that is uh played by was played by sally kirkland who actually was also the hmm. casting director for this movie oh. and she's oh, I didn't realize that. parts in a couple other little uh new world movies as well she oh, was wow. what julie corman said she said she was a friend so she came oh. in hmm. to do this little bit part i love that um but something i hated uh i uh, that uh that sex in the gym that's uh, <gasps> nasty. That's some nasty stuff right there. <laughs> Think about the smell. Think about uh, how bad it smells in there. And you're on a mat. That's uncomfortable. On a There's mat no that support. People have bit on shoeless Sweating, and sockless. Shoeless. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching. Their butts yep. have been on that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. Or yep. your favorite. 
Why would that? Oh, God, it is so gross. we are comfortable. <laughs> September, September, we are comfortable. Man <laughs> has never been more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That whole room, I was like, it stinks in there. It has oh, yeah. to stink in there. It of course stinks. it does. Because it also looks old. And I'm yeah. not just saying because this is a movie from the 70s. This it just looked old already. Like yeah. this is like old equipment and a college. This room mm-hmm. reeks. No one's been in this room. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's cleaned this room for quite yeah. some time. It. I just was like, this is not. Mm-hmm. This is not a sexy place. Mm-hmm. I know when you're young, it doesn't matter. But like um, you know that what is that thing called the the like <laughs> the hurdle horse or the whatever sawhorse? the sawhorse no, the, the horse that they like do this okay this, this thing you're doing with your fingers is not appropriate. <laughs> What do they call it in gymnastics? It's the horse. Saw, we call it a sawhorse. I don't think it's called a sawhorse. I think it's called a huddle horse. The pummel horse, right? Pummel, pummel horse. Which is very fitting. Pummel horse is what you do on a sawhorse. Huddle horse <laughs> is when you have a Zoom meeting with a bunch of horses. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got horses gather. We got to really go over. Uh, gather around the Kentucky Derbies next month. Talk about the next get a quarter. huddle horse. Cuddle horses. Uh, all right. Well, then, I guess we've already are, are in this territory, but let's talk about our favorite scenes. Woo! We know that Erica's is disgusting. Mark, what's your favorite scene? <laughs> My favorite scene is honestly the gas station robbery scene. And it's just oh. because, uh, uh, what's his name who gets shot? Carlos, yeah. Carlos. He uh, He perfectly manifests how when you, when your brain says, I've got to pee. There is nothing stopping you. You're like, mm. I know I'm in a bad situation, but I really got to pee. And <laughs> right, even right. after he gets <laughs> shot in the back, he's being yeah. put onto the ambulance. He's saying, yes, I've got to pee. I mean, because yeah. even being shot in the back won't take that pain away. Mm-hmm. It uh-huh. is all consuming. Yeah. I am. But props to him for getting shot and falling down and holding it. <laughs> well, I, right. I mean, I, I mean I would too. You gotta hold it. You gotta, you gotta hold it. <laughs> I mean, you can't just you can't. You don't wanna pants. Pee, you don't you know? pee your pants when you're bleeding out. <laughs> but you'll, yeah, you'll have that moment too. Where you're like, okay, well, this other pain will take away from the fact that I have to pee. And for a while, you're like, it totally works. You're like, I don't even right. have to pee because this pain is on the, on the gunshot. This pain wounds. is terrible. This pain is terrible. And then you're like, but now I gotta pee again. Oh, the pressure on and my bladder is yeah. so mm-hmm. intense. So also. This bullet in my back, not great. <laughs> but also, <laughs> but this God, I've got oh, pee. To my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> and he also brings up a great point, man. When you have to get a key to go to the bathroom, that's that. It, I mean, you're on borrowed time by that point. Yeah, you're like, oh no. no, 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 can't. I had committed mentally to peeing. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I've got to walk to the front office. <laughs> I've got such there's... a phobia about about. <laughs> About going to the bathroom in public areas. Well, peeing is fine, but but like if you're going and you know you got to get a key, you, that's where you're also like, I don't care. I need to go. You know, right? But, but by the time I get to the key to to discover that I need the key, whether that's a number one or a number two, my brain has convinced me like we're about five seconds away from liftoff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, get it? Get that key, dude. And, no. When it when it says get the key, I have to reconcile with the oh, committee. Right. That's right. like, wait, we were all all systems go. You want to, you know, I'm 
I've got I've got my hand on the other key. My body's saying, "Turn the key, sir. Turn the key. Turn the key, sir." War games. And this grosses out Ryan that I have no problem pooping or peeing anywhere. So, well, I'm to yeah, me the I, key is like sweet. Now I might just be by myself because there's a key situation, so it's probably just a one person bathroom. So I'm good. So to go. and I know that about you. So I guess it shouldn't surprise me then that your favorite scene is dirty gym sex. So <laughs> it did, but I guess it shouldn't. So explain yourself. <laughs> it was watching it was hilarious. They embrace and they're kissing and her shirt's off immediately or she's wearing, dress. Maybe wearing like wearing a, a jumper. Dress. Yeah, it's like a one, a one yeah, one yeah. dress. That's off immediately. But like then takes a minute. Like so I'm like, wait a minute, is he gonna take out like is this gonna be a one sided situation? No, eventually everything comes off for him. But then they have a moment where they're embracing. And then they're up against a balance beam that like yep. dancers would use to mm-hmm. stretch their legs out. And they just, while standing, roll down the roll down the stretch bar, which just made me laugh because I'm like, okay. is anybody watching when this bar is gonna end or they just like <laughs> fall off to the end? And then the next scene is them on the gross mats. Yep. And you get some boy buns and... And he fell asleep on there. And he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep on that mat. He I'm like, oh. So like he Erica, he's asleep. very comfortable. Very comfortable. comfortable. No problem. It's, he falls asleep in a smelly oh. college area, oh, gym God. room, I so guess, gross. where people can stretch and work out and do gymnastics. And he falls, he falls asleep there. <laughs> she has to wake him up. He's Favorite been scene. up. He's and been up for three up, days. She's like, poke, poke, poke. Right. She's like a violent True. wake up person too, which I then took <laughs> sure. some umbrage to because I was like, gently awaken him. Right. You don't know what you're dealing you don't with know. yet. Well, what Mark was just saying though that that he uh, he he's been up for quite some time, so he could yeah. pass out literally and does literally anywhere because yeah. he's been you know. Oh, because he's on the. He's on speed. Amphetamines. Amphetamines. Yeah. Oh God, amphetamines. Amphetamines. Oh no. Is this like amaretto amphetamines? That's another word I can't say. I think you did great. Thank you. Um, my favorite scene is the uh the Owen Bowles, Owen Bowles, excuse me, the Owen Bowles sex scene. Mm. Um because I have never forgotten this quote when we talked to Alan Holzman. He he told us this story. I'll try to get you this clip. But he told the story about how Roger um, watched the cut and then he takes Alan Holub, the director, in and he says, Alan, I don't know where you're going to go next in your career, but I just want you to know that when a man fucks, he takes his pants off. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and I just think that story is a classic Roger (laughs) Corman story. And Mm -hmm. I can't watch that scene and not think of that story. Yeah, for sure. Because he is having sex with his leather pants on or trying to, they're making all these sounds. It's like, take your pants off, bro. He's gyrating Um, and making the noise like he's having sex, but his pants, not even like the front is undone and you're just not seeing buns. Right. The pants are fully on. Completely on. Right. Yeah. Like he's basically dry humping hard. Right. Right. And his whole thing was, (laughs) because if you think about it in that way, his whole thing is that he can't get it up. So she 
does what she needs to do by mm-hmm. he can't have the shrimp. He wants what he can't have. And so she she tries to deny him uh, any access because she, that's what will, will get him going. And it does. And now he's just going to dry hump in those leather pants. I'm like, he's not going to be able to get it up again for a while because the rubbing, uh, the yeah. rubbing on those leather pants. Mm. So which is worse, the rubbing on the leather pants or the rubbing against the glass wall? <laughs> of Crystal Heart? <laughs> of Crystal Heart. I I think both, I feel like, but the leather I feel pants like are going to have a little give. I feel like the leather pants have some give. I was about to say, I think the glass is going to be even less forgiving. I don't know. What's the temperature of the glass? Is it warm glass? Is it cold? <laughs> it's very room temperature. I can't, can they even, he's in a bubble. They can't, can, how much air can they pump in there, right? I still feel like there would be a moment when your dick first hits a glass, you'd have a little, ooh, that's oh, a little chilly. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that stretched, that stretched the skin there a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm saying it'd be a little chilly. Comfortable. We're comfortable. He's here. Ryan is here. He's comfortable. He's comfortable. He's here. It wouldn't you? That's not what you think would happen. (laughs) No, I think that it would be like when your butt first hits a cold toilet seat. You would have a little bit of like, oh, oh, if it's cold glass, yeah, Yeah. cold. It's gonna be cold glass. There's no way that would be. I feel like not the first thing I'd think of, but that would be a takeaway. I think the first thing would be like the skin stretch and maybe the bump of the head. And you're like, ow, ooh, ah. Also, it was cold. Oh, burn. You know, that would be like third thing. I think the fourth thing would be, fuck, I hope nobody walks in on us. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. The fourth thing is like, having sex through glass is impossible. <laughs> All right, let's get into some final questions. These are our final questions for Candy Stripe Nurses. Was the, um, the robber who is the enchilada chef was he robbing gas stations so that he could pay off the health inspector? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That, that the conditions, the conditions in that kitchen are not good. Yeah. Not good at all. I just, uh, to me, I was too. I guess I was distracted, Ryan, by the state of his shirt. I don't of think course, that I have ever, no matter how hard I've tried to have, you know, a. a gardening shirt or some kind of like shirt that I don't care about that I know I'm going to get dirty. It's what I wear when I'm painting or whatever. I've never managed to make a shirt look that shitty mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. What does one have to do to get a shirt looking that shitty? Yeah. <laughs> do we need a new worldy category of filthiest shirt? Yes. yes. We can't, I don't yes. know if we retroactively put in crimes of passion. And, uh, no, but Anthony I think Perkins we've, shirt, we've but... brought up dirty shirts in a couple episodes <laughs> mm-hmm. this year. And That's now true. that you bring this up, I will find more. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's crunching the shirts. Crunching the dirty shirts. I just don't know. It's going to be a very difficult choice for you. It's gonna, be, I, it's gonna be tough. That it's and, gonna be tough. That and hard and like most uncomfortable dick position. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, whoever wins ultimately is gonna lose, but it's gonna be tough to figure out who wins that game. It's gonna be tough. It is. So eventually, we've kind of covered this, but eventually, Marissa becomes a PI, right? Like that. Absolutely. I mean, this is what she does. Mm-hmm. This is she does not I become a nurse. So. Yeah, I she, hope so. She, she upgrades gets, her car. She gets a red Ferrari eventually. Eventually, eventually, mm-hmm. she moves to Hawaii. To Hawaii. Yeah, to Hawaii. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually, mm-hmm. she lives on an estate of a uh, of a, a very rich author. Yes, eventually. All right. 
in the in that basketball game in the movie mm-hmm. that they watch, where that's when we get to see mm-hmm. the wonderful Dick Miller. Was it the speed that the Bill Walton looking guy took that got the win, or was it the other team's inability to defend against a very simple motion offense? <laughs> mm, I don't, um, Mark, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, it just sounded like. <laughs> um i just think that cal state fullerton ran out of gas in the fourth quarter (laughs) the first quarter fourth quarter in the fourth quarter the fourth quarter i'm saying that they ran out of gas and i i think that's what did it you know got it they went in knowing that northridge was going to be a tough opponent that's true and it was probably hot that day with those two teams especially if they're playing in northridge Yes, probably very hot. Although, uh, you know, Fullerton gets pretty hot, too. So either way. You don't notice the heat when you're on that many amphetamines, though. No, you're right. You don't. (laughs) Amphetamines? Is meme the end of it? (laughs) (laughs) Amphetamines? Amphetamines. It's in well, Clearly, I don't think I'm, I can't even say it. Memes. How can I even order it? Means. It's not me. How can I even order it from someone? I'd be like, can I get but some amphetamines? Somebody make an amphetamine of this episode. <laughs> Thank you very much. Speaking of basketball, was amphetamines the reason why Michael Jordan won so many championships? <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was just a simple motion scheme. <laughs> It's just, it was such a simple motion offense. It was so yeah. simple. I was like, guys, simple. you can't, have you never seen this before? It's one of the most basic No, things. because they were like anyway. grown adult men who haven't played basketball in a number of years. That one guy, he runs by with no shirt on. He's covered in body hair. I'm oh, like, yes. this is not a college yes. student. Yeah. This is. They just got whatever guys they could get yeah. to be on the team. Yeah, I, was, And I have to admit, when I would play sports in high school or ju- even junior high and It'd be shirts versus skins, and I—if I got selected to be on the skins team, I was there was already out of the game. Like I mentally, yeah. I was having yeah. a hard time getting, yeah. getting, getting right. into the game when I was skins. It just—I was—I wasn't a, a skins kid, <laughs> <laughs> so it was—I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I could come home and just pop the shirt and lay around. I'm jealous. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> Maybe I didn't try some of the amphetamines. <laughs> Give me the courage. <laughs> Are you kidding? You would go insane. Apparently, you go off the walls. You'd would be climbing I, over the furniture. Would I, or would I just stay up until nine thirty? Ooh, <laughs> yikes! I don't know. I looked around late at, night. I looked around at him having that psychotic episode in the hospital, and I was like. I'd probably just like clean a bunch of stuff and stay up until 930 and then pass out. (laughs) This guy can't hang. (laughs) All right. Let's go a little bit of research. Um, This is listed as opening in September 1974, but that is just in Los Angeles. Uh, I found ads for it opening up in southern states in May, Pittsburgh in June and Boston, Vermont, New Hampshire, Evansville, Indiana, where they were playing Candy Stripe and several of the other nurses movies. In fact, that's hap- something that happened quite often is Roger Corman has said that like they would release a movie such as the first uh, student nurses. Right. And then they do the next nurse movie, I think was private duty nurses. And then student nurses would become the 
second feature. Hmm. The first, so it played a lot with like Night Call Nurses because that was the last one before Candy Stripe. So it would play with a lot of different ones. Um, but that was in July 1974. It also plays alongside Big Bad Mama, which also comes out around this time. And because this isn't the actual last Nurses movie, it's the last one that's called Nurses. New World did release another Nurses movie this same year called Tender Loving Care, which is a movie that they picked up. They did not make it themselves. But at that point, other people, and I think this may be a reason why they stopped making them, because other people were now making a bunch of these Nurses movies. Hmm. Roger Gorman had set the template, and now everybody was running with it. Uh, it did not, though. I didn't see any ads for it playing with Omricord, which is the Fellini film. <laughs> <laughs> that New World distributed towards the end of the year. I did not see that. That would be an that interesting double. That would have been, been an interesting double. This was shot for the most part uh, in uh, in Burbank. In fact, they were at a uh, hospital in Burbank, was chosen for this location. And uh, Alan Holub says in uh, Femme Fatales, he says, Julie had prepared an expurgated copy of the script under the title Angels of Mercy so that the hospital administration would give us approval to shoot there. The hospital had about 95% occupancy and we were in the few empty rooms shooting late. The patients were all saying, shut up. And the sound man would say, you shut up. We're trying to shoot. And then he says, I remember one of Candace's scenes was in the linen closet with the young intern. It was, in fact, the real hospital linen closet. While we were shooting her topless scene, the guy from the linen service came by. And the guy says, I have to get in there. I've got a route to make. <laughs> Then somebody made the mistake of leaving the unexpurgated copy of the script around and it made its way to the administration. Between that and the linen closet, we were focused, we were forced to move to another location, a beat up former oh, clinic. No. It didn't match the hospital at all. And I remember asking the art director to put up a sign for the rest of the scene saying this way to the new wing to justify the total hmm. change in look, which honestly... I did not no. truly notice that anything was all that different. I didn't either, it, they, we but didn't I can see, imagine they were probably freaking out. Right, like, oh right. They were probably going nuts, yeah. going, oh my God. Uh, he also mentions the fact that this was the final nurse movie, and he says, I like to think I killed the genre. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, sure. I don't know. I can't, I mean, I, I guess I can't so. run the numbers on that one. I haven't done yeah, I don't I can't, know. I can't either. I have no idea. I wonder if he meant that, like, he wanted it to die or if he's just like joking. Like, yeah, I, he's, he's obviously joking, kidding around, you know, but like, um, uh, we heard some of these taglines, but some of these are pretty amazing. The taglines in the trailer playing doctor was never like this. They're all over the ads too. If you, mm -hmm. when I was looking mm -hmm. through and seeing all the old ads, this is also one of the first trailers that Joe Dante ever worked on. This is right when oh, wow. Joe Dante and Alan Arkish were hired to do trailer editing right around mm -hmm. this time. And, uh, Lastly, one last thing. I just found this little clip from a newspaper, the Omaha World Herald from May 30th, 1974. This uh, Dundee Theater has new ownership. They had a family film policy, which was temporarily invaded by some R-rated nurses movies. Uh, the new co-owner, David Frank, says he plans to run family pictures. But three weeks later on Wednesday, an R-rated double feature featuring Candy Stripe Nurses and Young Nurses opened at the theater. We're just trying to it one week to see what happens, Frank said. Business is so <laughs> damn stinking. Next week, we're running John Wayne with Godspell the week after. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a real turn. That's mm -hmm. a real change. Uh, he also said that it uh, opened, Candy Strap Nurses opened at the 76th and West Dedge and Council Bluffs drive-ins, requiring a heavy advertising campaign locally from which the Dundee Theater would benefit. But then he says, 
he watched one of the nurse pictures and said, there's nothing to this stuff. I'll never do it again. Mm. <laughs> but I find it hilarious that he was like, oh, don't worry. We're going to get back to family movies. But I do want to use these nurses movies to kind of get people to know about the theater and get in here and kind of know right. what we're doing. But also, oh, these things are gross. Am I right? <laughs> we won't do this again. But, you know, it helped bring in some business and it's you're an independent. So it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of I came across a lot of people writing letters to the newspapers being like, what is with movies these days? These mm. nurses movies are not any good, which I mean, I can't imagine anybody seeing the poster for candy stripe nurses and going, well, that looks kind of fun mm-hmm. or, and not realizing this is any, like this is a sexploitation film sure. of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. They, even if you don't even know that term, they're not being coy think, about it. Yeah. They're yeah. Uh, yeah. The Roger, Roger Corman was not coy about almost anything. And certainly with these movies, he's not being coy. but some, for some reason this did shut down all the nurses movies. They didn't make more after. And if it wasn't from the fact that Roger didn't want to have everybody repeat, the stuff he was doing i am curious why maybe we'll have more as we watch the other nurses movies but i'm interested why this would be the last one i couldn't find any reason when we talked to alan holzman he said that they this one still did good business they always did good business but that he said that they were kind of like everyone kind of knew this one was kind of the worst one and you know hmm. so they kind of were like yeah that we're not going to do more of these now i'm but excited if this to is watch the, the other worst, ones if this is the worst one that's that was my thought too if this is the worst one i'm like well then the other ones are probably pretty damn good yeah because this was this was totally enjoyable i mean certainly not the best movie ever made by any stretch but especially these movies were generally shot in like two weeks they yeah, shot wow. these things like in no time at all wow um, I think they shot at the top of January. They're they're rolling it out across theaters starting in May. So like they are just Dang. cranking they, it out. Yeah, they they these things are just being cranked out big time. So I don't know. The other ones probably are pretty good. Then we'll find out. Uh, that's it for this episode, though. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you did, please give us some likes on. It's real easy to give us a five star review on Spotify. If you're listening to us there or give us a review, a short little review on Apple Podcasts, That would really help us out. Or you can listen to this episode and all of our other episodes on our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can find articles there, our T-shirts. You can find out all our socials. If you want to follow us, that's the place to go. Newworldpicturespodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you for the rest of September. Bye, everybody.